Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Legera. And I am your her assistant, Moshe Kasher. And I have a big announcement to make. I've been the co-host of this podcast and the assistant here for a long time. But uh, N- Natasha and I had a development in our relationship. Uh, and we've moved out of just doing this podcast together into a romantic relationship. It's crazy. And uh, I know our listeners... I probably saw this coming, but uh, yeah, we're we're together and we're proud. Yeah, it's been a great, great life. <laughs> it has been a great life. Um, I'm actually really glad that we've had this podcast for the pandemic. Yeah, is that true? Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Because it gave me something to kind of like dress up for and like take off my robe for totally. and connect to people and see what's going on. Although I will and point out that you've worn your robe multiple times during this, <laughs> the taping of this podcast. But a lot of times I took it off. Yeah, you often did. And then, um, you know, it was just like something, it was stimulating. Yeah, I totally agree. I, in fact, tonight I was thinking, I shaved tonight and I thought like, I'm gussying myself up for this thing and that's important. It used to be sets, that's what used to do it for mm-hmm. me is I would I would put on a really nice outfit. I'd put on cologne. I'd shave. I'd get ready to go out and do a show. And then I just didn't have that. So at least we have this. And I'm grateful for it. And you know what else I'm grateful for? Actually, it ties us into our um, our guest who we have to get to because we're running a little late for him anyway, is that it's got given us this opportunity to again and again connect with our old friends and peers and comedians that we used to see at the clubs all the time. Yeah. And now we don't get to see them at the clubs, although soon it feels like that's going to come back. Um, we get to have these awesome guests and tonight is no exception. We have a really special guest tonight. You know who he is. He's one of the biggest touring comedians in the world. Uh, multiple Netflix specials, uh, EP'd awesome shows on Netflix, been in a bunch of movies. He is amazing. I'm so excited to talk to him. Let's call Russell Peters. Hi, kids. Hey, I can't see you yet. What's up, dude? How are you? Is my, oh, you know why you can't see me? Because you couldn't see ah, me. Ah, look at you. You look so handsome. Hi, Russell. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Mosh. Look at you guys all married and family-ish. I realized that you're one of the first people who gave us a present for our baby. Was it a car seat? It was. Yes. A, was it a car no? Seat? It was a stroller. Oh, stroller! Oh, no. Nice. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was definitely um, our first uh, experience of like, oh, we're gonna have to start like having this kind of thing around. We're gonna need stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're gonna need stuff that's outside of your normal wants and needs. Um, what's happening? You look like you're hanging out in the lobby of a luxury hotel. Is that your house? Well, you know, funny you should say, Mosh. Um, I'm actually in Toronto and I'm on quarantine because uh, I'm shooting something here. And it's really only a three-day commitment, but it's actually a 20-day commitment because you got to do 14 days of quarantine. And then I had three extra days. So, you know. Right. In Hollywood, when your friends say, um, I'm on quarantine, it's either like, oh, congratulations. Or, oh, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You've been exposed to the coronavirus. So this is good. Yeah, no, I... I've been exposed to the Canadian government. How have you handled being a parent during this period? 
Um, well, he just, you know, I've got. He just to, said he's doing twenty days of quarantine. So that, there's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Russell, uh, you're in Canada. I know that uh, you have a lot of experience with uh, comedy. How how are you feeling? <laughs> Why is there a question mark on that? No, I, yeah, it felt very loaded, didn't it, Russell? Well, I just feel like I haven't talked to Russell in like two years. Yeah. I want to know. I want to check Your in. baby's got to be, what, three, two and a half? She's, she's three. She's three. Three. And the reason yeah. we were slightly late tonight, Russell, was because uh, of the time difference between us. We had we knew we had to get you on uh, right at 11 your time and 8 our time. But our kid usually goes to bed at 830. So we were like, we were doing the hustle. We were like, Russell. <laughs> oh, why didn't you? You know, you both know me. You could have just. Call me and said, hey, man, trying to put the kid to sleep. It's 1130. I got him like, that's fine. Oh, we just felt we feel guilty making people on the East Coast wait. But we were hustling. We were like, we got Russell Peters. He's in the lobby. You don't understand. He's on the Zoom right now, honey. We got to go. <laughs> and we like, we're like, okay, good night, good night. So did like a super fast story. And then she started screaming and Natasha went upstairs. What did she say to you? Oh, she was like, now that the coronavirus is over, that's good. But God doesn't like us anymore. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, it doesn't like either of you because between the two of you, between an Italian and a Jew, you guys basically <laughs> killed Christ. We killed um, no, we I killed Christ. Yeah, I guess we both have no, culpability. In you Christ. guys, you guys sold the hit to the Romans. Yeah, no, that's right, that's right. The Italians were involved in that too. I thought you were going to say something like we killed Christ and they killed everybody in the uh, Teamsters Union. So we have sort of dual culpability. No, no, this was a this was a this was a good deal for both of you. Yeah. <laughs> but also it should be called this podcast should be called Killing Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pitch. I appreciate you doing it. <laughs> but also I will say the the smile that my daughter had as she looked at the sunset and said the coronavirus is over. It felt like she knew. She oh she had some inside information. It felt real. She should get in touch with Trudeau, then you could get let the fuck out of quarantine. <laughs> Man, they're checking. They check on you too. Really? No, yeah. Our friend Sabrina Jaliz is there and she said she's got like a um uh, like it's almost like a parole officer like they come for your walk and walk around the block with you sabrina's the other host on the show that i'm doing oh okay <laughs> yeah, so, it's me so you, sabrina and a, trey kevin wilson k trevor wilson we're, we're the judges on roast battle canada now what tell me about this chaperone did what do they what do they check on do you have val oh i don't have a chaperone you don't know it's like kind of like being a fighter and you're getting randomly drug tested you don't know when they're going to show up so make sure your piss is clean can you and you can't have anybody come over and hang out of course so nope. what are you doing wait you don't know when they're gonna show up you don't know you don't know when they're gonna call you don't know when they're gonna show up and what do you do all day well I, you know i'm from here so i have a lot of friends so they drop things off to me so i'm and they gave me this really nice suite look i got a pool table in my suite oh, there you go is there any fresh air yeah, I have a balcony, but it's cold as dog shit outside, out there. So I'm not going out there. And you can't and walk got... around the block? Nope, nope. My friends dropped off turntables for me over there, though. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. DJ is, for one. That is so you, med meditating <laughs> yeah. in a hotel suite with two turntables. Uh, two turntables and speakers. I'm good. Cool. Um, Russell, I want to ask you about, well... I don't know. We can cut this out, okay? So I'll I'll preface it with that. You can ask me whatever you oh, want. Oh, great. Good. Will you talk to us about? Because I, I, man, I love you as a friend and as a comedian. But my favorite memory of you is you explaining your relationship with feet. <laughs> and I, I'm sure you've been asked this I did before. Notice that Natasha was not wearing shoes right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, oh, is this like turning you on? I'm sorry. 
What do you, why are you sorry about that? It's great. No, he's what in quarantine. Making? This is like, this is like, are you kidding me? This is like sending porn to a man in prison. <laughs> this is the most action I've had. This is great. Don't, don't cut me off. Wait, the I don't like where your eyeline's going. I can see it kind of going down. You're not making Listen, um, I almost, what are you guys? I almost put my slippers on. No, no, I'm glad you did. Give this poor man a thrill. This is the host of Roast Battle Canada. And I he feel so it. vulnerable. <laughs> No, I'm not objectifying you. I was looking at Moshi's weird shoes. You're even looking at my feet to see if there's anything fun there. Oh, I've lost it. I've lost the. He plot. actually yes. matched his socks tonight. So, um, wow. Russell, is it true that in order yes. for you to achieve orgasm, this is the part of the, of our interaction that I have never been able to stop thinking about—is you having orgasms? You have to find a visual, like so. You're with a beautiful person, and no matter what, no matter sure. where you're at, can we, can we specify the gender here? Oh, I'm you're not... with a beautiful female person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, you don't have to be ambiguous with me, Moshe. I'm, I'm very straight. You're, with, I mean, you're you know. with some some fella, and uh, no, you're with a beautiful woman. And when you're making love, you must find a visual angle on the foot in order to f- complete the the mission. Correct. If I want, if if you like, sit a well, now I'm in a very committed relationship, but before, if the girl was like, I want you to come right now, I'd be like, all right, I'll just look down at them, and I'm like, here we go. Oh, that's so good. That is so funny. Just- Tasha's really trying to look like an amputee right now. Look at this. <laughs> She's got them curled under, <laughs> the curled under ankles bent. She's like, don't you wish they were made out of Lego, Tash, and you could just rip them off and put them on the, underneath the couch or something? <laughs> Get back to podcasting? No, I, I think it's cute. Why not? Well, You're it, into it. Well, it's cool because... Listen, you know what? I could start my own foot fetish uh, podcast and call it a pedcast. I love that. <laughs> There's something about it that is so fascinating to me because I don't, I just don't relate to it. But I think human sexuality is so interesting that, like, do you, have you examined why you think psychologically why you like feet so much? I think it's a detail thing. It's because I'm all about details. And it's kind of like, you know, if, if that's not right, if what I can see is messed up, everything else I can't see is going to be even worse. It's kind of like a loan. It's like a loan application. Sure. Sure. If the credit score <laughs> well, is off. Credit, your feet or your credit. Yeah. Your credit's bad. We're not going any further. You don't need to keep looking through all of the assets. You're like, this person's fucked. So like you're too yeah. into the relationship. You don't need to always look at their feet to come. No, but listen, okay, so I have a fiance now, and she's an amazing woman. And you've never heard me speak about my women this this well before. <laughs> no, I, you're... I finally I finally have my Natasha Tomoshi. I finally have my Christina the Tom, Leanne to Bert. <laughs> um and um my girl never smells like anything. I don't know if she's an alien or if she's made out of plastic or something, but literally no smell, no, no. No ass, no vagina, no armpit, no breath. I don't know if she's a robot. Feet, nothing. But I figured out. I made her wear these sneakers she has <laughs> with no socks. And she was like, no, I don't want to go do it. And then after a couple of times of wearing it, now they have a little hint of smell. And I'm like, ha I won. Oh, you like a smell. Throw... You like a vagina. Not a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot. Just a little hint to let you know, hey. I'm alive. Yeah, interesting. You're very, you're a very carnal person. You're very you... sensual, Russell. Yeah. I think I am. I might be. I might be. I, I like that. It's like putting her in trainers and telling her to run up a mountain and being like, just come back when you got a little bit of a, a sheen of funk on you. <laughs> a little funk. That's a little funk. For me with Natasha. I don't want you to stink. I don't want you to stink. I want you to, you know. Sure. Remind me that you're 
like I, I already think you're better than me, but can you come down to my level for a second? I mean, it's interesting because with me, with Natasha, I've never had to struggle with that because I don't know if you've been around Natasha, but it's straight up PU. I mean, every day it's, you know, you, man, you, know, you know her reputation in the scene, right? Oh man, there's a reason Dice hired her to be his wife. <laughs> uh. Oh, Natasha, I'm sorry. Okay. I just got myself in. No, no, I, I, that's, that's funny. I don't, I don't know Natasha to smell at all. No, I don't, I I really don't smell. You really don't actually. I'm the smelliest person. You don't really smell either, but I do think that the pandemic has like made us like do like bad habits in front of each other. And that's kind of, I'm kind of over talking about, you know, I'm, I'm just getting over it. Oh, do you feel that way? I do think we've all become collectively a bit grosser in the, in the (laughs) pandemic because there's no one to impress. Let me tell you something, especially this, I've been locked down now for a week here. And uh, I take my showers every day and I'm brushed. I do all my, you know, all my regular ablutions. Um, <clears throat> but but I wake up after I take a shower right before I go to bed. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, did I fucking die in my sleep? Because I stink. Yeah. What is it? Like literally, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I didn't do, I slept. I didn't do it. I was running in my sleep. <laughs> it's funny. We've, we're doing less than we've ever done before. And yet we are all nastier as if we've been working manual labor for a 12 hour day. There's something going oh, I'm on. I'm disgusting. Maybe there's like toxins in our body. Right, right. It's it stress, stress, stress stink. I'll, yeah, I like this idea. Um, <laughs> Russell, uh, before we take a call or two, did you, as you found this woman that you have fallen so deeply in love with, did you have to do a foot check? Was that, or does that happen on the well, first you know, date? You, you know, funny enough, when I first saw her, this is, this is about eight months before we even started dating. I happened to see her in the mall one day. You go to the mall? And she... Uh, I was at Nordstrom's okay. this is like November, 2019. I was at Nordstrom's and I have a sales guy there and he was saying hi to me and I say, hey, man, what's up? And he had this pretty woman he was serving and it was in the shoe department and she had really pretty feet. And, and you I picked just her up her in the shoe department, Russell. No, 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 no. Oh my no, 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 no. God. That's not how this went. Wait, wait, you have to wait. <laughs> this is not how the story goes, madam. <laughs> Okay. That, that's so what, wait, Russell, I when you saw... get when you get serious, <laughs> that's what accent comes out. Yeah, the, the Indian accent just like, you have to wait. <laughs> okay, so you saw her, perfect, beautiful woman. I just, no, I just thought she was, I thought she was cute. And I looked at her feet and I went, wow, she's got pretty feet. And I didn't meet her. She smiled at me. I smiled back. And then I left. I, went, I didn't even, wasn't even introduced to her. And then our sales guy after I left said, hey, do you know who that was? And she's like, no, but he was cute. And he goes, no, that's Russell Peters. He goes, I don't I don't know who that is. And then she remembered my name because her friend was my salesperson at Neiman's. And when I got to Neiman's, that salesperson was, hey, I heard you saw him. I heard you met my friend at Nordstrom. I go, ooh, uh, my girlfriend. I go, I don't I didn't meet anybody in Nordstrom. And she was like, um, my friend, she was sitting there with. And I go, oh, does she have really pretty feet? She goes, what? I don't know. And I go. I think she does. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I was in a relationship when I saw her, so I didn't think anything of it. I just, you know, you can see a woman and we think she's attractive. And then anyway, cut to July. I'm single this past July. And uh, she came over with that Nord- with the ne- Neiman Marcus lady and hung out. And then we just kind of kicked it and hung out. And then here we are, you know, a year later almost. And ta-da. And you made it through the pandemic. So you guys were kind of early in the pan when the pandemic started maybe it accelerated your relationship a little bit do you find um i don't know that that's the case but 
I was not looking to meet anybody when I met her. I was I, even when her friend was like, I'm bringing my friend over. So I don't want to meet your friend. I don't care about your friend. I don't want to meet anybody. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got to find some love. And, in I, the pandemic. and you know what it is? She's age appropriate is what the thing is. Well, oh, I like that. She's in- yeah, she's two years younger than me. I mean, that's the first, the closest I've ever come. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what, honey? Good job. Yeah, no, that is good. We're all growing up a bit. I love, I love that story too, because it's like the uh, the uh, the true romantic love of a rich, successful foot fetishist. It's like there I was at Nordstrom's. My salesperson at Nordstrom's introduced me to a foot. But a year later, my <laughs> Neiman's person came over to smoke a bong while I played some old school hip hop, and there she was once again. And she brought the feet with her. <laughs> <laughs> no Legos. Um, Russell, uh, it's so good to see you. I miss seeing you. You too. I really haven't seen you guys in a very long time. I know. I feel like we're all going to get together. You're not leaving LA, are you? No, I would love to, but I can. I got two baby mamas out there, so that's not going to oh, happen. That's right. Um, so we'll all see each other again uh, eventually on stage, I guess. I guess when that happens again. Have you done stand-up You guys live? aren't leaving, are you? No, we're not huh? going anywhere. Have you done stand-up live yet? Um, in Phoenix? Or just or no, actual no, stand-up Yeah, live. yeah, yeah. And the stand-up oh. comedy <laughs> live in front of a human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been gigging like crazy. Oh, actually. really? Where have you been? Yeah. Uh, Texas, Florida, Georgia. Oh, so you're just, you're going on the like Pennsylvania, New Jersey. You're going on the anti-mask, um, uh, let your mask down tour. It's like everywhere they open up the COVID restrictions, you'll go to the club there. Yeah, basically. And and I tell you what, there's been, I, I get tested every single time I come back yeah. at least two or three times and nothing. I got nothing. What are the, uh, what are the shows like out there? What has it been like? Is it, is, is there some difference between, shows beforehand and shows now are they better are they worse are they weird yeah i'm afraid of the crowds it depends on where you are first of all like in florida when i was in naples like their socially distancing is six inches apart that's (laughs) the best they're getting so i even said on stage i said i'm so glad the coronavirus hasn't found out about florida yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess in naples before the pandemic their social distancing was inside of each other so this is (laughs) yeah it must have been must have been a just giant daisy chain of people are the crowd super grateful to see you like in a different way or does it feel like regular the crowds are, are 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 great right now yeah I've heard that the- I did Utah. I did I did so many gigs already. You know, Pennsylvania, there's this gig that I did about two weeks ago. And it was outside in like a like a it looked like a hay, like one of those those um makeshift tents, but it looks like ones that they store hay in. And have you done this gig? No, I haven't done the hay tent in Pennsylvania yet. Soul Soul Joel's comedy tent or whatever it's fucking called. Uh-huh. And uh and they, you bring your own chair, your own food, your own drink, your own blankets, and they supply you with heat lamps and comedy. That's pretty cool. I've, we haven't done any comedy. We haven't done any. Well, we've done Zoom, a Zoom show on New Year's we did, and we've done this podcast. But we're, I'm hitting the road again like pretty much, I think, this summer. And I'm nervous because this is the longest. I, I didn't do what you did. It's the longest I've gone without doing stand-up my whole career. So I don't even know what it's going to be like to get back on stage. Um, I mean, you're a, you're, you're a, uh, like a, a you're, you write, you physically write your material, I'm assuming. I guess. I kind of am a right on stage kind of guy. That, that's what I do. Yeah. And, and so when I got back on, it was, that was a bit of a struggle because I didn't really have anything prepared. And now I'm, I'm back in the swing of it. So I'm feeling good about it all, you know, but, but it, it'll honestly, it'll take you two shows and you'll be fine. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited to do it again. Excited to see my peers again, too. So it's good to see you. Do you want to do a call, okay. Tosh? Yeah, let's call someone. Let's let him impart some of this 
romantic wisdom onto. I got some great romantic wisdom now. Yeah, so we're gonna call. We call um, people. They tell us their problems, and you choose. You can either give them sincere advice, or you can make fun of them. It's completely up to you. Okay. I may give them a little combination. There we go. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, we're going to call Rhett in New York City. All right. Why am I looking at a wall? Oh, she moved the computer. <laughs> Natasha's feet will be back in frame before you know it. There, there, there it is. There it is. Thank you. I swear I wasn't trying to tease you tonight. Oh, how are Natasha's just, feet from your observation? I, I, I mean, there's no details on it right, right. now, but... I'm sure they're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was told I had small ankles and I think I have a good arch. Yeah. It looks like a good arch from here. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you probably have a wiki feed page that you didn't even know you had. No, I, I know I have it. I, I've seen it before. I've been definitely been grossed out by it before. <laughs> I'm going to go look at it after. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of like, you realize if you ever wear a sandal to a red carpet that all these guys are like oh, taking yeah. pictures of it. Well, fetishes are. Yeah, those are the ones, those are the high res pics too. You can zoom in on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean, you Not that I know. I mean that that fetishes are interesting, but foot fetish is kind of like the ultimate. It's the classic. It's the it's the kind of looming large uh, of all fetishes, and I I don't know why it can't can't just be detailed. There's something. There's some deeper thing. I I, I think it's uh, I think it's the least creepy. I would sure. Think. I think so too in a way, right? Because it feels. Remember that? Remember we had to do that sexual story night yes, for you and yes. I. So, I forgot yours was like some weird one. Hey, well, let's drop that and just move on. <laughs> I, I, I definitely like if a guy has nice feet. Really? That's something for you too? But does it arouse you? Um, I prefer it. Yeah, okay. Probably not noticeably, but if they were bad, they would probably dry her up. Sure. You know what I mean? Rhett, you're with us. Rhett? Hey, what's up? Hey, behind a gigantic wall of DVDs, which lets us know you are a very prolific lover. Uh, Rhett, what do you feel about feet sexually? Do they do anything for you? No, but I think it's cool that that's Tarantino's thing. I'm a big um, fan of him because of it. <laughs> Not even his yeah. You don't even like his films, right? Oh, by the way, that's Russell Peters. I'm Moshe. This is Actually, Natasha. they're all right here. Oh, those are Every them. Tarantino. There you go. <laughs> anyway. There you go. Um... Yes, we want to introduce our friend Russell Peters and uh, hi Russell. What's Moshe, up, Moshe? Natasha, Brent? what's going on? How can we help you? Yeah, so um, are you wearing I mean, a hold on? I'm crazy. sorry I, to cut you off. Are you wearing a Scorsese T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, with the scorpions. Scorpions font. IFC. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I think yeah. we <laughs> I think we found your niche. Right. Gotcha. So you're not so much into <laughs> yeah. feet as you are into like anime feature films yeah, well feature film feature films i like that okay <laughs> go ahead. Nice. Well played, right? <laughs> um and so okay so basically at the beginning of the lockdown after a week my boyfriend died of covid oh god sorry and so um it made me so it's kind of like the atom bomb in the 50s it just made everybody live the life that they want because they could almost die <laughs> anyway so basically <laughs> Um, so I 
got on Grinder, met a guy, and we thought it would be cool if we just go to Vegas and get married by a, a Elvis impersonator in a back alley. We're in a back alley. He kept, yeah, he kept calling it the garden. And so I'm so excited to see the garden. Oh, the garden, right? Like what Elvis played. Um, no, it was a back alley with fake grass on the wall. That's what he considered a garden. Uh-huh. Wait, was it the little white wedding chapel? Yeah. I got married oh, there. No. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Are you serious? <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, Rhett, on the wall of uh, fame, like famous people, they oh put my, my name on there. Amazing. That is awesome. Okay. And I so... had the Elvis impersonator too. Yeah, this was meant. Which wait a minute, wait, hold on a second. Natasha and I also got. I'm not. This is gonna sound like a bit. We also got. We reconfirmed our vows at that at the little white wedding chapel with the Elvis impersonator as a part of a web series that we guys, did. Guys, this was meant to be. This is pretty crazy. Yeah. The universe put us together. Yeah, Neil Hamburger married <laughs> us. Neil Hamburger and the Elvis impersonator was there playing the Neil guitar. Hamburger? Neil Hamburger? It was a part of a web series that we did and and, oh. and Neil Hamburger played the pastor. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay, so now that we've established we've all gotten married at the same church before, you were telling us your story, which was began very sad. I'm so sorry that your boyfriend died. Yeah, and I know, and I'm a big fan of this show, so this definitely... Um, cues Natasha's moment to be like, okay, but what's your question? No, I don't um, want to know your question because what's a trip to me is that you're like, I'm really into feature films and then your story yeah. plays like a fucking movie. You're like, my boyfriend died at the beginning of COVID. I met some random <sighs> guy know. on Grinder, flew to Vegas. I got married in the very same place that my favorite comedian, Russell Peters, got married in. This is a beautiful <laughs> film. Yeah. And so... It's crazy because maybe that's what I was trying to do. Just live like a fantasy or something. I don't know. Sure. But it was, it was just very, very bored and depressing during the lockdown. That's basically what I'm trying but to are say. Are you still married? But yeah, <laughs> that's a valid question. Don't worry. That's, that's not an offensive question. I understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, so basically the selling points was that we were both in a, wanted an open relationship because as Moshe has noticed before, <laughs> there is a giver and a taker in an open relationship. And we were amazed that we were both equally wanting an open relationship. And we weren't more of a giver and a taker. By giver and taker, do you mean one person who wants to go fuck other people and the other person that's willing to accept that? Who just takes right. it. Got it. No pun intended, okay. but yeah. And actually um, no, and- no dick taken, actually, because they don't. <laughs> that's not part of it. Yeah, yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, and so, and also um, in New York City, where I am right now, um, you it's important to have roommate support. So a secured roommate support is even better. Okay. okay. <laughs> because we had no reason to get married other than uh, a tax break, which at this point I think is a myth. I don't know for sure right. if that's a thing. But um, but yeah, and the, the roommate security. And so basically, like, I got crabs really bad and it made me want to... <laughs> <laughs> what the... <laughs> supposed to stay in Vegas. <laughs> They're supposed to stay in Vegas? Russell, home run. That was a home run. <laughs> and so basically I thought maybe like we should... Because, you know, you think a condom is enough going crazy, but I guess it's not. So I don't know it made me want to reassess the open. So I buried the lead. Of course, I'm trying to reassess the open relationship. Oh, you want to close your open relationship. Is because that what you're of not really, but just like get it a little less crazy. So maybe 
some crabs don't walk in. Got it. Got you. Got it. <laughs> so you want to you want it to be open, but not a you don't want it wide open. Right. Yeah, like we have to try to like become less slutty because we are red blooded American men. Um, I'm gay if people haven't noticed that yet. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you meant like your boyfriend as in like your dear friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, actually, I mean, yeah, he's probably more of a friend than a husband, but that's the way it should be. I don't know. Now, how whatever. old are you, Rhett? How old are you? Uh, 36. Oh, yeah. I mean, horn- I, I have, I said to my gay friend all the time, like, how do you stay in a relationship? Because men in, innately are horny creatures. I don't give a shit if they're gay, straight, or whatever. Hence the open relationship. Right. right. But right. my buddy, Izzy, his his boyfriend, I guess soon to be husband, is much older than him. So he's like, well, that's how we avoid it because he's already done everything and I'm not that slutty. So I'm like, well, I guess that works. Are you talking about um um Eddie Izzard? No, no, no. A friend of mine is. Oh, I, I swear oh, to God, is, though, okay. because Rhett, when he said my, fr- my gay friend Izzy, I was going to make a joke like you might know him, Rhett. And I didn't make the joke. But then when you started going, are you talking about, I swear, I thought you were about to be like, the gay guy, Izzy, from the, like, I was like, oh, I guess he does. I thought it was just a celebrity trying to not name drop another celebrity. No, he's a regular friend of mine, regular person. (laughs) I feel like what you're you're asking is. Oh, my question was, should I attain more self-respect? Well, because what I was going to say. I don't think this has to do with that. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think, you know, you're asking kind of, I, I think what your question is, which is an interesting question is, yeah. can you, yeah. can an open relationship be on a sliding scale? Can you open up a relationship 20%? Or if you open it up, are you mm-hmm. just opened up 100% no matter what? How do you have that aperture? Which was the original selling point was that right. we were both very slutty and we're both very slutty, but it's just kind of having the talks of like, um, is it too far? Like, how? what is too far to like, if you're saying, oh, no, you can't fuck that person. I think they're dirty. I don't know. Like- I mean, I've never been in an open relationship. Yes, you have. And that's a surprise I wanted to introduce you to tonight. <laughs> but I really do think that having some sort of boundaries and guidelines would be so helpful. But I don't know what they would be because I feel like yeah. I don't know anyone who's in one who it worked. Russell, have you ever been in an open relationship? Well, not they they didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask Russell, have you ever sn- <laughs> pretended you were in a monogamous relationship? <laughs> yeah. I've been in many open relationships. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was the only one that knew yeah. I was in Wait, it. Wait, what's the there's a great joke, a great old Hedberg joke where he says, uh, I don't have I don't have a girlfriend, but I know a girl that would be really upset to hear me say that. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a similar <laughs> idea. Um, so the question—that's an interesting question. Once you open, so did you guys open it with no rules, like you didn't really communicate? It sounds really like what you did was kind of you got married to somebody you barely sh- w- should have even been dating, and then you guys were like, "We'll just have fun." And yeah, we rationalized it because the amount of time we were spending together was like like in those two months, every day, all day, knowing each other, it was like more time. It was like the same amount of time people probably spend dating in a year because the lockdown not working and everything made it so like, oh, it's almost like dating on crack. Right. It's accelerated the the relationship. Right. Yeah, it was a condensed year in one in two months. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, and then just wanting an adventure because 
it's like, oh, we could just die at any moment. Right, right, right. <laughs> so now I understand the sex revolution and the, the atom bomb of the 50s, uh, how that everybody was like, no, we could die. Right. Let's just go fuck. I see you've been working on this metaphor, Rhett, because it's the second time you've dropped it. No pun intended. No, but I, but I like Einstein, you. he is the sex revolution, I think. Wait, before we get also, it, wait, Rhett, 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 Rhett. Before we get into your philosophy, <laughs> let's let our guests respond to your question. Oh, okay, okay, okay. First of all, right, it was E equals MC squared, not E equals KY squared. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what do you think, Russell? Um, do you have any take on this? Well, here's the thing. Okay, so maybe, you know, you get caught out there, right? You got crabs. He must have, he must have got crabs and brought them to you, I'm assuming. Or, or something. No, I, or, I just... Or you like got me, the but... crabs and brought it home. Like, one of you brought the crabs home. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the thing. It, it's who not even his right. It's home. much like the Baja men asked, who brought the crabs home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I was the slut. It's not even his problem. So it's like, oh. I can't ask him something when I was more slutty and got the crabs. Oh. I don't know. All right, Red, hold on, I mean, hold on. You this, just hold this. on a second. We have noted relationship expert Russell Peters on the podcast. Russell, what's up? Tell us your take. Okay, Rhett, here's the thing. I The way you framed all of this, you made it seem like your husband was the slut who brought in crabs. That is true. And you wanted to renege on the deal. But really, you're the whore. <laughs> so this is easily fixable, Rhett. This is on you. <laughs> I know. It's, it's that like... It's so funny. It's like, how do you shut down an open relationship that you are the primary <laughs> violator of? It's like, fuck less people? <laughs> could, that, yeah, I mean, could that be your solution? Yeah. Just pretend it's drugs and just say no. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just make out with guys if that makes you happy. Uh, don't you don't always have to fuck them. I think that Russell's yeah, it's true. Russell's right. You you <laughs> revealed yourself. You you showed much like much of New York City. You showed us your ass in the second half of your question, and <laughs> and the, and at Ty's bar, I've danced there. Okay, oh, great, great to know. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think that also Natasha hit something good, which is you guys rushed into a relationship through mutual trauma everybody's gone through trauma and it sounds like you've gone through more trauma this year than most people in this pandemic losing a, a partner i mean that's really to tragic. covid to COVID. that's really awful and tragic and it's not weird that you would make a wild and you know comp uh, impulsive decision uh, around love and sex and think you can have your cake and eat it too and now you're realizing what a lot of people in open relationships realize which is that you have to communicate really clearly with people even people that maybe this you rushed into a relationship with so i think russell and natasha have the perfect combo of advice which is like if you if it's too crazy you can shut most of the craziness down by calming down and if you have a conversation yeah. with this guy you can say well we did this open relationship but we never set any ground rules we can let's talk about it let's let's re reassess you know let's start let's start at uh, start again Tosh? yeah Crab or, crabs or are red if flag. you're the only one if you're the only one that notices that this is going wild you could just curb it yourself without even saying a word to the that's guy. true <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I gotta start with you, with you, Red. It starts with you, Red. Change starts yeah, with you. Yeah, because I just realized in the whole asking the question that it wasn't his fault; it was mine. It's sometimes but when anyway, you say it out so, loud, it's better. I know. I think that's what it was all about. That I I needed, you know, some of my favorite comedians to tell me. Great, Tosh. What do you any any thoughts? Um, I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. I, I mean, that's like that takes a lot of that takes a lot of uh, energy to like get married after something like that. It just feels like you've been through a bit, a lot emotionally, and you seem like you have a really good 
perspective on things and you can laugh at yourself and and you if nothing else you get a good screenplay out of this <laughs> yeah it, it it probably wasn't that hard because i was raised mormon and had to escape that and then come out as gay move to new york city and I was very painfully shy. So that's what made me start to do stand-up comedy just to try to get better at public speaking. Uh-huh, got it. <laughs> and so that went farther than I thought it was going to. And so basically what I'm trying to say is if people want to listen to the Rhett Seaver podcast. <laughs> well, no problem. And we will be, Rhett, Rhett, we will be editing that part out of this call. Okay. So we appreciate it. That's fine. No, okay, Rhett, good luck, Rhett, honey. Good, good luck out there and good luck getting all of your crabs under control. I've been there. You want to know, I got crabs and I was living still with my mother. And so I had to tell my mother to take the crabs medication as well. So there are worse, there are levels to this game. Why did your mom need to take the crabs? Because she was in the house with me. I had brought... How close are you guys? (laughs) We were Naples, Florida close, Russell, before the pandemic. You know, I've had chlamydia twice. It makes you feel any better there, Russell. Yeah, Yeah, I've had... That's that's like like getting a cold in the gay uh, world. Rhett's like, oh, bitch, you think that's impressive? Twice? You know, Rhett, also, you can also try bringing back out the Mormon underwear that might protect yeah, you in new york that'd be good bring moroni into the yeah i never got that far oh wow. so <laughs> yeah um and, and also in, in all honesty talking to your partner see what he really wants see see where you guys can like mutually understand each other and put out what his ideal relationship is and what yours is and if it matches that would be so cool you know and then kind of build your own relationship based on that you know and i, I think that you kind of are feeling what your limits are, which are crabs. That's kind of your red flag. And, sure. uh, you know, and yeah, if we have more orgies, it's both of our faults. Right. You could <laughs> so. you could do it together. That does sound nice. You say from now on our, for a little while, our open relationship will both be in the room. At least it'll be you. Yeah, you, could either, you could either tone it down yourself or have him ramp it up a little bit. Good luck yeah. to you. Right. Right, cool. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate Thanks. you. Have a good yeah, look. it was it was awesome. It went way better than I thought because I'm pain, I'm kind of shy, so this went way. No, we better know than you're I a thought, comedian. So. <laughs> you're you're trying to kill. We get it. Now we understand your whole personality. Okay, bye. Hey, bye, Rhett. Okay, thank you. Bye. See ya. Chlamydia. What's that feel like? Uh, it's itchy. That's that's and so's crabs. No, it's itchy in your shaft, and the only way you could scratch it is by pushing your choda. Really? Ew. Hey, you push your you got to push your taint with your fingers and kind of massage That's it. That's how you would scratch it? That's how you scratch the inside of your shaft. It would give you some sort of really like, oh, my God. That feels oh, good. my God. That's crazy. So you kind of have to stay home and scratch your dick, huh? Scratch well, no. And you, and you get a little bit of a runny dick, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. I do know what you're saying. And you take a, you take a big horse pill and you're good to go. You're good. <laughs> I like you said, if you know what I'm saying, but you use the most visceral language possible. It was not a euphemism at all. You have a little bit of a dribbling pus from your dick, if you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, we get it. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean. Russell, do you have time to uh, do one more call? Hell yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> What do I gotta do it's fucking all right. I'm in lockdown at 11:42 on a Saturday night. I mean, dude, I got oh, hold on, guys. I got so many things to do in this room. I gotta tell you, we're in a golden age of getting people on our podcast. By the way, nobody's saying no anymore. Everybody's just like, yeah, I got fucking nothing. Yes, I gotta get you. I gotta get you guys on mine. We'd love to, absolutely. I do it in my backyard. I would love to, love to. And when you're in LA, yeah. Okay, cool. And we can uh, we'll fi- we'll finally be able to see maybe the feet of your fiance. 
Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. This is exciting. They're really beautiful. <laughs> okay. I'll text you a picture when I get off the phone. <laughs> an, okay. Well, I'll text you a link to Natasha's wiki feed. Um, I'll, just, I'll just go to okay. it. I know how to get there. <laughs> You're already there. I can see you looking off screen. Oh, wait. I have an important question. Has your girlfriend been getting pedicures? She's very particular about that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall we do one more call? Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're going to call Scott in Fort Worth, Texas. Hello. Scott, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. you good. You sound good. This is... We're here with uh, Russell Peters. Oh, wow. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what's happening? What's happening? Are you two, are you two bulls deep or what's happening? <laughs> uh, no, nothing. I'm just shocked. Oh, yeah. Well, there he is. And he's going to probably you know, give you the best advice you could possibly have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could imagine. Uh, what's the regular Doctor Phil over here? <laughs> what What's going on? Why'd you contact us? What? How can we help? So, okay, here's my situation. Um, so, I graduated school uh, with an engineering degree, and I moved down to like the downtown kind of bar district of uh, where I'm from. Uh, and it felt like I had a lot of money at the time. Uh, so naturally, I was down at the bars, you know, meeting a lot of women, whatever. Um, and I met one woman in particular that was 36 years old. And I was 22 at the time. Um, and we ended up, you know, getting along, going on a couple dates, whatever. And... Uh, cut to a year and a half later she is nine months pregnant and we've been living together for a year and uh you know uh she has a 10 year old daughter that is also living with us um i want to say something scott um she's literally at the end of this pregnancy right now (laughs) (laughs) yes this could happen any moment right yeah russell's like any advice you need should have been asked for eight nine, nine months ago <laughs> i mean you stepped up and you just have to live in that space now and uh yeah do you love her what's that do you love her oh of course yeah she's awesome man well then what's the problem besides the fact that you're a 23 year old stepfather to a 10 year old <laughs> The good news is you're going to have a lot of energy to play catch with him because you're still learning the game. I mean, so so basically my question is, I kind of skip my 20s, right? Sure. No. No, you say no, Russell? No, you're still in them. Yeah. You can't can't look at it like that. And to be honest with you, Scott, your 20s aren't that great. My fucking 20s sucked. You really become a person after 30. I agree. And you really start to figure out who you are at 40. And I'm 51. So after 50, that's when you skip shit. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> right. And and Russell's saying, I think, basically, that like tw- you, you don't know yourself till you're 30 and then really know yourself when you're 40. So the perfect time to become a stepfather to a 10-year-old is when you're 23. I think that's what... Yeah, so you're all growing together. That's right. Okay. But, but get it from my perspective, I am closer in age to her daughter than I am to her. Well, don't think about that or ever mention that again in front of her. But what? Yes. What's, but I, that was very wise, actually, Russell. Which is, everybody's always worried about not getting their thing, but you're getting what you get. I felt like that with COVID. It's like people go, oh. We, we had a year of our life robbed from us. I was like, no, we didn't. We had this weird year given to us, and this that's what we're dealing with. So, But anyway, we never let you answer your que- ask your question. So basically, my question is, um, did I get cougar trapped? I mean... <laughs> I don't think so, Scott. Here's the thing. you got here, Here's how you get cougar trapped. You don't love her. You're not into her. That's cougar trapped. But you love this woman. I've never you heard of this term. Both. I know, but Russell was the perfect person to ask because neither of us knew what you were talking about. But that's really smart. He's to- you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, if you were tra- you're trapped if you're in a shitty situation. I mean, it may not be ideal, but it's not shitty. And you're attracted to her. She's got her shit together. You like her. You know. Yes. You're just gonna have to. Your mom, your your mom and her went to school together. This is great. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's been more than ideal, honestly, because she owns a house. You know. I don't pay rent anymore. So don't try to be honest. Don't try and be cool at the end of the call, Scott. You're in love with her. You're a stepfather to a to a a child that basically you also could hang out with in your regular social life. And you you found yourself in this situation. I mean, are you happy? Yes, I'm very happy. She is. She is honestly the best person I've ever met in my whole life. you know, the only thing that is a question is at her age. I mean, you can't change that. And if you did ever want to have kids with her, now would be the time because any later she's going to give birth to teenagers. Well, <laughs> she is pregnant. She is nine months pregnant and we are having a kid like and in t- when in like two weeks. And do you know the gender of the baby? It's a girl. That's and- I'm sitting in the baby girl's room right now. <laughs> nice. Well, look at that. Well, look at you complaining in your future child. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely hey, play- remember to stage that room when the baby comes home. Yeah, definitely play her when she's old enough. Definitely play her this podcast episode to, so she can see where your brain was at. You know, what were you going to say, Natasha? I think I think fatherhood's going to really help you step it up and not use such immature terms as being cougar trapped. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you chose it and there are worse things. And I think you guys are going to make it work and you adore her. And I wouldn't get too hung up on the age difference. It's not that big. Yeah. I mean, I'm not hung up on it. She is hung up on it. How does she, she needs to get over it. How does, or... she, how does she express some of that? When we get in arguments about certain things, she will always say, well, you're just too young to understand. Mm. Well, that she's not wrong. Right. <laughs> I thought you I thought she was gonna pull rank on you, like you guys get into an argument. She goes, go tie to your room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that comes with communication. <clears throat> and you know, that's a really important thing. So you're learning if you guys have that. Hopefully you do, and you can stay together and raise this kid together. And if you absolutely find that you don't have communication, maybe you'll have to co-parent and you know, you'll figure it out. But right at this point, it seems like it's romantic enough and you guys have this love child and you love each other. And, 
you know, it's you two against the world. Yeah, you didn't get cougar trapped. You found yourself in a slightly unusual love situation, but not even that unusual. And if she's hung up on it and too hung up on it, then you guys will have to part ways. But let her know that it doesn't bother you and that you're a man and you can handle her. Oh, I like that. Well, I did Natasha to say that, you know, break up. I'm surprised she hasn't told you to break up, to be honest. No. She did allude to it. I think it's because there's a baby involved. Right. That is. Yeah, yeah that might be it. You're, you're getting the much more nurturing Natasha. Now. It's, nur- it's nur- nurture, Legero. Right. If, you th- if you think your relationship is weird, you should have talked to the guy that we just talked to. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. What you've got going on is a slight age difference, and it's not going to matter once that kid comes. So good luck, Scott. Can I tell you one thing? Yeah. That I told my family about our relationship, my grandmother told me that is completely inappropriate. Well, wait till your grandmother meets her grand great granddaughter. She's going to be like, I'm sorry I said that to you, son. I'm sorry. She's going to say sorry to you. I hope so. I mean, it's it's not illegal, your age difference, right? <laughs> It would no. have been it would have been about six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-three and thirty-six. No, that's not illegal, Natasha. <laughs> no. Hey, why that... does her grand why well, I'm saying granny's wrong? Yeah, I hope so. Did that <laughs> did... how old's grandma? Fifty? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You have Let to, me have talk a... to grandma. She's my age. <laughs> And you and your girlfriend have to have a sense of humor about it, you know, because it is fun and funny. And I've dated guys way older than me. And, you know, it's like it's fun. Didn't didn't last. Yeah, we try to. I mean, I have a sense of humor about it, but she is not so funny about it. When I told her I was going on this podcast, she was like, well, what do you think is so funny about our relationship? (laughs) Well, I mean, you should again, you should get your grandma, your future daughter and your uh, your girlfriend together in a room and, and, and stepdaughter and stepdaughter and play them this podcast so they can really kind of get it, get to know who you are, really. Now, listen, when a guy does it, it's OK. Like, I, look, my I have two baby mamas. One is 13 years younger than me and the other one's 18 years younger than me. Now, the one that's 18 years younger than me, her mother was only two years older than me. So you see, my situation sucked twice as bad because I would look at the mom like sometimes, like, I'd take a run at mom. Oh. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds rough, Russell. I didn't ever think of it from that perspective. I'll take a run at mom. <laughs> Russell's like, you got to have some compassion for me. I'm over here very, very horny for my mother-in-law, you know? So you don't have to worry about that. Former. Former, that's right. <laughs> Scott, you didn't get cougar trapped. You found love in a slightly unusual way, and it sounds like you are in for a very big uh, adventure. So good luck to you on that adventure. Well, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate and you enjoy too. your baby. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. I, that, yeah, I'm sitting in the baby's room right now. I so. was thinking that once that baby comes, all this ridiculous, like, what my grandma said and oh she's a little older than me and like oh this is weird it's all just going to be so usurped by all of the responsibility and all of the like incredible you know the positive the loving adventure you're about to go on you're not even going to remember this bullshit and you're going to fight more because there's a baby and she's going to know more because she's older and a woman Mm -hmm. and experienced and she's done it before so it's like you're going to have to find a working relationship something that works for you and her and if you can't communicate, then, you know, you're going to have to get 
divorced. Yes, she said it. Yeah, <laughs> we think he should get divorced. You said Natasha. I mean, like she's done this before, which is like it's honestly taking such a burden off my chest. Like she knows what's going on. Like for me, it's my first baby, and mm-hmm. I'm. But you know, it makes me honestly a little bit like less scared, knowing that she knows what she's doing. You know, Scott. Yeah, I, I mean. You're going to have to take her notes Look for real. Like if she starts telling you, like, listen, I'm aware of this, this and this, you kind of got to take it and go, yeah, you're probably right. And if it's something you're really not sure of, then just take her word for it. That's- but there's going to be moments where she's going to be wrong and you're going to be right. I think that's so true. And when- I wish I wish Moshe would take Russell's advice. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to what I say and just do what I say, because probably you- I know more than you. But and you my never had a kid. Be- you never had a kid before me. You don't have this experience. She I'm is a woman, a little, and I'm older than you. That is true. I should listen to you more. Okay, thanks, oh, Russell. I know you're older than him. Okay, Scott, I do have some advice. I have now that you say all this and this. I realize because you your your girl is so so much older than you and has done this before, you are in danger of falling into a trap where you're like she's mom and she knows everything and i'm just like this boy who's like along for the ride and you could turn into like a kind of invisible cypher dad where it's like your kid doesn't really get much out of you except like that you're cool and so i my advice for you is to find your identity as a father and and start now like start reading books start reading as much as you can about like fatherhood and what it means to be a dad so that you can forge your own identity as a father rather than letting what Russell and Natasha are right to say, somebody who has more knowledge and experience than you kind of take over and overwhelm your identity as a father. I think you should find out who you actually are and the kind of dad you want to be and really, really think about it. Not like to like you get in there and say, I've got responsibilities here too, but more to be like to forge your own identity as a father. I think that's going to be really important for you. You know, it's kind of hard because of the age difference. It's, I kind of defer to her about like certain things like that uh but you can defer i think you can keep deferring i think they're right she is wiser than you and smarter than you about this stuff obviously but don't defer but you're an engineer yeah that's true yeah like don't defer don't defer so much that you dis don't defer so much that you disappear is what i'm saying scott find your identity it doesn't mean find your identity so that you can have the say half the time it means find your identity so you know who you are as a father and you can be your own kind of father and don't just be like her assistant yeah yeah that makes sense but okay or don't well (laughs) yeah no i i hear you it's just hard to do because I mean every single suggestion that I I make about like even even the room that I'm sitting in right now, um, you know any suggestion that I make is just kind of pushed to the side. She's I've done this before, you know I'm a mom. So well, what you got to do is assert yourself and say, hey, listen, I get that, I appreciate that, and I and I, but I just want to have some input. I want to know that. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep suggesting things because if I don't, you're going to say you're not getting involved, you know, so you got to just keep asserting yourself like that. And and the things that you really do care about fight for. Mm-hmm. And but what? Yeah. What are those? Okay. We don't know, Scott. <laughs> I don't think we can help with that. You gotta, you're going to have to figure that on your own. It's like all I was yeah. into before was Diplo and smoking dabs. And now I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to do. 
I went from COD to DAD. <laughs> uh, good luck, Scott. We wish you the best. All right. I appreciate y'all. All right. Bye. Bye. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Poor Scott looked scared. I know he was so scared. Remember when I yeah. said find your own identity, it was like, oh, yeah, it's hard though. <laughs> I was like, okay, man, good luck. I mean, I guess she's going to inherit a, um, like a cool dad probably, right? Uh, I don't know that he's going to be a cool dad, but I think he's, gonna... <laughs> I think you have to start off cool to be a cool dad. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, that's, that is a, di- a, interesting and dicey dynamic i don't think the age difference is an issue i think her attitude about it is if she's always bringing it up and making him feel awkward about it and throwing it in his face nobody likes that but also he's i could feel it he's he's shrinking into the role that she's assigning him every time she says you don't know what you're doing i do he accepts it and he becomes like tinier and tinier and like I don't even think it's about ass- uh, asserting himself because I don't think he'll ever win the assert the assertion game uh, war. It's about just carving out an identity that doesn't have to do with her, with his child. I'm sure he'll figure it out. And if not, well, he's young enough to get over it. <laughs> he's young enough to start a new family. Uh, Russell, is there more um, hip hop evolution coming? Are you allowed to talk about that? Uh, no, Hip Hop Evolution, they canceled, but I loved it. I have a D- I, I have a D&D documentary that I'm working oh, on. Oh, really? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and it's almost done. So, and it's really dope. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the teaser to that, too. Are you guys talking about Dungeons and Dragons? No, no, no. D- D&D Studios, it's where all the great hip hop was made in the 90s. It was like, uh, you know, um, Biggie's first album. Biggie's albums, Nas, Jay-Z, um, oh, Smith & Wesson, everything. Hip hop evolution. You, you did you watch it with me? No. Something that Russell EP'd and won an Emmy for, right? Yep, and a Peabody. Amazing. Oh man, I gotta watch this. It's fantastic, and I can't wait to see this too. This sounds so exciting. Russell is. I'm just uh, sending it to you right now. I love that. I haven't texted you in uh, three years. Uh, let's see if it comes through. Oh, and Russell, before we let you oh, go. Oh yeah, we want to hear about your podcast. What is it exactly? It's uh, it's called Culturally Cancelled with Russell Peters. Oh, cool. I believe it's on iHeartRadio as well as Cloud 10 Media, which I believe is you guys as well. Whoop, whoop, or something like that. I don't know what noise we're I, supposed to make. I, I think we're on the same team, basically. That's right. <laughs> and what do you guys talk about on your podcast? Um, there's no real direction. It's kind of like, let's just say... It's kind of like, like Scott's relationship with his uh, baby mama. Yeah, it goes wild. <laughs> Uh, so it's, but I'm, since I'm older than you, I'll just tell you what, that I'm right. No, I, uh, it's, we sit in my backyard, we smoke cigars, we drink, we talk. It's really just the three of us hanging out. And I want you to forget that there's microphones there. And we just talk like we talk like normal people. And we'll, we'll even just catch up. It'll just basically be people be like, oh, that's what they talk about when they're hanging out. Basically, that's what it is. What are your thoughts on when I do it, not smoking a cigar? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. First of all, you don't have no, to No, no, you. I don't want you to. 
Oh, really? <laughs> well, I don't like the smell of them, even if it's like right next to That's so to me. rude. <laughs> what are you, I'm like, I'll blow it that way. What are your thoughts about when I do it a different host? <laughs> what about if we actually cancel you, Russell? <laughs> uh, he won't smoke a cigar if you put those uh, pedicure wedges between your toes and, you, and your barefoot the whole time. Yeah, we don't want the pedicure wedges. We don't want them spread. Oh, you don't like that? Oh, I don't know what you like. <laughs> I don't know what I'm you're into. Regular, like they, regular feet, they need just to act, be, acting like feet. Okay, feet acting like feet. You should have called your podcast that. Oh, wait. Do you like any particular, like, do you like if it's na- nail polish on it or do you don't care? I mean, I like nail polish, but I mean, it's up. To, it's your foot, not mine. Okay. <laughs> well, she's not getting ready to prepare them for you. <laughs> <laughs> just, in, just in case she is. I mean, I, just, I don't want her to go in the wrong direction. Um, she's from Illinois, you oh, know. There they are. There they are. Um, Russell, is it out already? Uh, yeah, three or I'm da da dee da da. There are uh, three episodes. Three episodes. Out I think now. are out already. Culturally canceled with Russell Peters. You got to taste them tonight. You're so funny and such a lovely man, and I miss hanging out with Thanks you. Thanks for doing this, Russell. You're so great. We miss. Thanks you. Thanks for letting me do it. It was fun. Awesome. We had a great time with you, and miss seeing you. So hopefully we'll see you in person soon. And I'm not far from you. I don't imagine. Okay. Well, um, we will definitely come do that. Yeah, and yeah. We'll Love figure out that. some some rules yeah, with the cigar. Here? What's that? Is your phone no, my, near my, you right my now? My phone's upstairs. I tried to see if my text came through. I try to leave it so that I don't. Uh, no, it's upstairs. We both don't have our phones. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that it comes through because I have your I have your number, so I'll text you from our it, producer, okay, uh, Russell Peters, ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest comedians in the world, one of the nicest men, and we appreciate you being here. Love and you, congrats Russell. on everything, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you too. Okay. You know, Natasha opened for me for 15 years ago. Oh, is that right? Natasha. Yeah. Wait, did you buy her a Rolex? I've heard you're unusually <laughs> generous with your openers. No, no, no. It was Natasha and um and Tom Segura who opened for me, and it was in San Diego. Nice. That was fun. You had such such it's always fun when you start out and you open for someone who has like real fans, and you're like, whoa. This is what like a cool yeah. audience could be like. Right. And then you both killed it after. So who cares? That was fun. You did what you were supposed to do. And you're both where you where you recognizably should be. Thank you. Heck yeah. Uh, Russell, thanks again, dude. Appreciate you. Okay, we'll see, thanks, see you in LA. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Happy quarantine. <laughs> That's the same hotel Sabrina's in. Oh, is that right? She's like <laughs> down. That's so funny. We had two Endless Honeymoon podcast guests in the same hotel at the same time. What a world. I, it did actually blow my mind. And I think it, it was very weird that everybody brushed past it, that uh, literally everybody on the podcast tonight had had a marriage ceremony at that the same chapel in Las Vegas. I love it. We should focus on that. Uh, and that. And that web series was called The Honeymoon Tour, which led to us going on the road together and working out this the, the two-person act we did, which led to the Netflix special, which led to us deciding to do this podcast. So that was a very significant moment in our lives. Synchronicity, honey. Synchronicity, indeed. Sabrina, Russell, what was the guy's name? Rhett from the Rhett Burbank podcast <laughs> and the two of us <laughs> finding each other and loving each other. Because Natasha, yes, I love you. I love you too.